There's a spirit at Bryan Health, a passion that says we can make it better, stronger, to raise our kids, to build our future, to move forward together. It's time for another Bryan Health podcast. Here's Melanie Cole. If you're one of the many that have questions about fish oil and whether you should be taking it or not, or if you are, how much should you be taking, here to answer that today is Dr. Keith Miller. He's a cardiologist with Brian Hart. Dr. Miller, I'm so glad to have you on to discuss this today. What a great topic. Fascinating segment. Tell us first, what are omega-3 fatty acids and where are they typically found? Well, I think a lot of people are aware that Omega-3 fatty acids are uh, found especially in uh, marine animals, so fish consumption and, you know, a lot of the interest in omega-3 fatty acids and fish oils came from the observation that populations who eat a lot of fish are uh, less likely to develop heart disease. So, the epidemiology, the observational studies say if you eat fish once or twice a week, that's associated with a reduced risk of heart disease. So uh, lots of animal uh, meats have omega-3 in them, but fish in particular is a rich source of omega-3s. Okay, so how is fish oil made then? The caplets and there's, you know, people have been hearing, Dr. Miller, about cod liver oil for a very long time. And so how is this made and put into capsules? And what do you think about it? Should we be looking at taking it? Yeah, I, you know, that's a great question. And uh, I have to admit, I don't know exactly the, the manufacturing process that's used, but I think actually that might be kind of an important point because a couple of the trials that I want to talk about today used over-the-counter fish oil supplements, and there is not a lot of regulation in regards to how those marine omega-3 fatty acid supplements are made or the content of the supplements, which are often capsules, is not regulated very closely. So in many cases, it's not very well defined how those things are made. But in contrast to that, one of the studies that was published in the last year that got a lot of attention was with a a product, which is a prescription form of omega-3 fatty acid. It's called icosapent ethyl. Brand name is Vasipa. And that product is very highly regulated and very highly purified. And that actually was the one study that was a very positive study that seemed to provide a very impressive protective benefit. So, I mean, if I could, I'd just like to maybe comment on a couple of these trials because I think they're very important. And as so many things in nutrition and in medicine, a lot of this starts out with an observation in a population, and that's exactly the way it was with omega-3 fatty acids, the observation being People who eat more fish tend to live longer and have a lower risk of heart disease. Then came a series of trials looking at, well, what happens, you know, we think maybe omega-3 fatty acids are one of the main reasons that fish is such a healthy thing in the diet. So can we extract that out of the fish and use it as a supplement to try and 
protect us from heart disease. And many of those trials have produced some conflicting results and then attempts to kind of collect all that data and assimilate it into large analyses have really left us confused a little bit about whether these are helpful or not. Nonetheless, the information about eating fish and fish being a part of a healthy diet that protects us from heart disease is so much a part of our understanding now that omega-3 fatty acid supplementation is still a part of the American Heart Association guidelines for the secondary prevention of heart disease. And uh, of course, we always recommend fish consumption for protection of people from heart disease. Now, in the last year, comes along these three trials that really tested this hypothesis. And one was called the VITAL trial, and one was called the ASCEND trial, and then there's a third trial. The first two were done basically with the types of omega-3 fatty acids, over-the-counter supplements at the same dose recommended by the American Heart Association, which is one gram per day. And in one of the trials, they looked at primary prevention for men over 50 or women over 55, and they enrolled over 25,000 people and followed them for five years. And they tested omega-3 fatty acids versus placebo, and they were able to, to show no difference in major cardiovascular events. So there was no benefit that they could document in this huge trial for five years. And again, that was the same dose that was recommended by the American Heart Association. And then there was a second trial that looked at diabetics, over 15,000 of them, who did not have a history of heart disease, gave them the same dose of fish oil, again, an over-the-counter one gram per day supplement, followed them for seven years, and again, they could not demonstrate a significant reduction in cardiovascular events in these two groups. Some people have started to kind of try and dissect the data and say, well, what's going on? Because, you know, this, we, we really think this is the healthy part of fish, or at least one of them. And some people have pointed out that the people in these trials who had the lowest self-reported fish consumption may have benefited a little bit. So maybe that's part of the answer is it depends on how much fish you consume at baseline. But the truth is we really don't know yet. And the, the top line data on this is that over-the-counter supplementation did not seem to protect people. So interesting. So we've also heard besides cardioprotective, and we hear about those kinds of things, we've heard the benefits can be mood, depression, joint help, lubrication, cholesterol lowering, weight loss, skin. I mean, we're hearing that it's like a kind of a super supplement. But along the lines of your studies, Dr. Miller, if some of these studies are showing no difference, if someone is coming to you and they're going in for surgery, do they have to discontinue their fish oil? And if so, then why? You know, I, I don't tell them to. Sometimes surgeons will. I'm a cardiologist. I don't do open heart surgery, so I don't have to deal directly with that question. But, you know, there are some orthopedic surgeons who may say, you know, you should withhold your aspirin and at the same time withhold your fish oil. I don't think there's a lot of evidence for that. And, in fact, these large, and by the way, these were well-conducted studies published in the New England Journal of Medicine, so very high-quality data. 
and they did not document an increase in the a significant increase in major bleeding risk. So I don't think that's a major issue. But I do want to say I don't think we know everything about this story yet. And and there's one really, really impressive positive note in this area that came out within the last year. Those were the two negative studies. Let me tell you about the positive one because it's stunning. And, and this was a study called Reduce It. Again, this was a very highly credible study published in the New England Journal of Medicine. And they looked at over 8,000 patients with established cardiovascular disease or they had diabetes plus additional risk factors. And they were already taking a statin cholesterol-lowering drug, so they were already getting the standard of care protective preventive therapy that we recommend for all the patients that have already had a cardiovascular event. So they were well-treated, but they still had elevated triglycerides, and this is one of the circulating lipid forms that we see in patients, and there is a risk associated with having an elevated triglyceride level And omega-3 fatty acids are particularly good at lowering triglycerides. So the thought was maybe if we can target people that still had high triglyceride levels in spite of being on good cholesterol drug, maybe they would be the ones that benefit. So they studied these people. And I think the key here is that in this study, they used this highly purified form of one of the types of omega-3 fatty acids which is EPA, it's called ethyl, and again, the brand name is Vasipa. It's not FDA approved for this indication, but in this study, they gave patients two grams of this omega-3 fatty acid twice a day, so four grams total a day versus placebo, and they followed them for five years. And in this study, they were able to show a 25% reduction in the primary endpoint, which was heart attack, stroke, cardiovascular death, and some coronary revascularization, so getting a stent. An amazing result, so that was an absolute 4.8% risk reduction. They looked at a secondary endpoint, which is just heart attack, stroke, and death. That was reduced 26%. And if you just looked at cardiovascular death alone, there was a 20% lower risk of death a 20% lower risk of death in people getting a fish oil supplement, really a highly purified form of omega-3 fatty acids versus placebo. And we have never seen anything like that in this area. So it's such an important proof of concept that there really is something beneficial there. And, you know, as far as all the other benefits that are touted, mood and, and other things, You know, I I guess the way I think about that is not all of that stuff may be studied at the level of a randomized controlled study, but I'm open-minded about it because I think there's a lot of things that we don't know, and many people will perceive a benefit. And when a patient tells me, you know, I think this really is helping me, I'm saying to them, well, you know, as long as it's not causing you harm, I say go for it and especially if it's not unreasonably expensive. So, you know, I I think there's a role for these things. I think this last study, the Reduce It study, is a really interesting one. I think the authors of that study emphasized that, you know, we have to be careful not to try and extend the, the positive results of this study 
which used a very specific form of omega-3 fatty acids in a highly purified prescription drug. We can't extend that to over-the-counter supplements, which aren't as highly purified and, and their content isn't as regulated. But it's a, it's a really interesting result, and I think there will be a lot more study on this. So then what's the take-home message? Dr. Miller, very briefly, tell us what you would like us to take away from this as we are doing our own research so we can be our own best health advocate. As a cardiologist, what would you like us to think about if we are thinking about taking fish oil? Well, I think the first thing, if you go and and just look at the evidence-based stuff that I just talked about, is if you have a history of heart disease of any kind, you've had stents, angioplasties, bypass, or a coronary event, talk to your doctor and ask them if they think something like this might be beneficial for you because this is a very powerful study and I think it will influence behavior and and opinions about fish oil supplementation and omega-3 fatty acids. As far as over-the-counter supplementation, it's just really hard to make a very strong argument for it as a physician. And I think my biggest message for patients is we in cardiology and and in our culture have a long history of trying to find that essential element of what we know is a healthy food like beta carotene from carrots and extracting that thing out of that healthy food and making it into a supplement and thinking that's going to help our health. And for the most part, every one of those, when really put to a rigorous test, has failed to protect us from heart disease. So I would much rather see people eating a healthy diet, a balanced diet that is uh, more uh, leaning toward plant-based diet and with some healthy fish incorporated on a regular basis. Uh, Maybe particularly if you're not a fish lover or if you just don't incorporate fish into your diet, there may be a role for omega-3 supplementation. That right now, the evidence for that is a little bit soft. It doesn't seem to be harmful. So if you perceive a benefit, I'd say go for it. Wow. What a great segment. You're such an excellent guest. Thank you so much for coming on and telling us about the studies and clearing up some of the confusion and the questions that we have. And thanks to our Bryan Foundation partner, Samson Construction. That wraps up this episode of Brian Health Podcast. Head on over to our website at brianhart.org for more information and to get connected with one of our providers. If you found this podcast as interesting as I did, please share with your friends, share with your family, share on social media, because these are questions that so many of us have, and we're learning from the experts at Brian Health together. And be sure not to miss all the other fascinating podcasts in the library. Until next time, I'm Melanie Cole.